and Neil was meant to be joining us, yeah? Get, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do the Backlash preview show. It's like, all right, sorted, mate, three o'clock, yeah? Right, what happens? Oh, I've just gone to go and meet some bird, innit? One o'clock <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon. Now, that, that doesn't sound like Neil. No, no. Hey, hey, look, a man's got to put his priorities somewhere, hasn't he? Uh, <laughs> Literally. I agree. Just, I'm if, sorry. If I'm you're listening, love, we're sorry. We don't mean it. Neil's a nice guy. I'm sure he wants to get to know your personality. Anyway. Oh, I never said he was a nice guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Backlash preview. We're previewing Backlash, the greatest. Danny took a snapshot. What's going on there? We're previewing... I don't really know what I'm doing with this video call. I must, I'm more used to Zoom, so just apologies. Ah, it's right, it's right. Yeah, so we're previewing Backlash 2020, the greatest match ever. Edge versus Randall Keith Orton. I am joined by Danny, joined by Tebs. Danny, have you been watching any WWE recently? No. Excellent start. <laughs> Tim, what about yourself? What have you been watching? Um, I've still to watch Raw from this week. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> like the uh, like the dedicated professionals we are. Um, no, I've got it to catch up on. I've got a good understanding of what's going on. I, yeah, we'll get into it. But the uh, the go home shows out what they used to be. So I've uh, as long as I know what the crack is, we're all right. Oh, He's... it was good. Mm. Go on, go on, Danny. What were you saying? I was gonna say, is anything as good as it used to be? I don't know whether I'm on a nostalgia trip. I don't know whether I'm just a grumpy old man. But I do feel like it's so hard to watch wrestling at the moment, especially WWE. Um, I, I can't, I can't seem to get myself motivated to get into it. But really? Yeah, yeah. Honest to God. I was watching the um, the German football last week, um, and they'd started adding in the uh, crowd noises. And I, I didn't think I'd like it, but it actually added because it's a natural atmosphere. It's something you're used to hearing. Um, I don't know whether WWE can do something like that. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm really uh, it's it's a really hard slog to watch it at the moment. Oh, as if, Danny, see, I was different to you. So, you know, when I, I watched, I think I watched a game on Sunday and they had this crowd noise in, didn't like it. That's where it yeah. felt a bit, like, forced. I mean, I was enjoying, like, right, and all this, you know, when you go to watch a pre-season friendly, you'll watch Everton in a friendly and you hear the shouting of the players, yeah? yeah. I sort of, although friendlies are horrible, it's sort of exciting because it's like the start of the football season. So hearing the players shouting, oh, Shiza, and stuff like that, it was like, <laughs> I didn't know what they were saying, but I thought if they do this in the Premier League, it'll be interesting, you know, like to hear people shouting stuff. So I'm not really for this crowd noise. Plus, I don't know what Deepdale's going to do, because we're not used to it being that loud. So good luck <laughs> getting some of our chants piped in. Um, but yeah, so better talk about Backlash. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I was thinking about this as I was brewing up then, right? So... I feel like, I thought, oh, I need to get the notes, you know, for the matches that are taking place. And this should really say whether they've done a decent job building it up. I feel like I can just shout them all out off the top of my head. You know, instead of, like, reading the notes. So, I, I know you've been watching a bit more than Danny Tebbs. Can Do you know some of the matches off the top of your head, or is it just me being a loser? Um, 
No, I've I've had to go to uh, Wikipedia to be totally honest. I, a couple of them I could have guessed. Um, I, I I think again it's through the lack of the lack of. I mean, it's been a good build. Don't get me wrong, but. I, I haven't been as captivated as I am with some pay-per-views and maybe that is its status as a B. But looking down the matches, I'm just thinking this is a lot of matches that are setting up SummerSlam rather than a pay-per-view on its own. So I suppose that's where my lack of enthusiasm comes. I just It all just feels like these are the wrestlers we've got. Let's put them in matches together at the minute. So, no, it's it's not just you. It's not just you. I've, I've had a, a, an eye on a couple of them. So have you got the card in front of you? Yeah. Right, let's see if I can do this, right? We've got the greatest match ever, Edge versus Randy Orton. Yeah, we've got Braun Strowman. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah, there's one oh, point. Yeah, well cheers, done. Cheers, mate. <laughs> if you missed that one, you're sacked. <laughs> Braun Strowman versus The Miz and John Morrison. Yeah. <clears throat> we've got Andrade versus Apollo Crews. Yep. I'm feeling the pressure here a bit now. We've got Oscar versus Nia Jax. Yep. We've got the Iconics um, versus Sasha and Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Yep. So that is what are we on there. They're not doing the Daniel Bryan AJ match, are they? No, that I think is a massive misstep. Why not stick that one on your pay per view? I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be some. Uh... Our word from last week was shenanigans. I'm wondering whether there's going to be someone on Friday night that's going to move that to the pay-per-view. But no, that's not on. Hopefully, hopefully they do. They do add that one. So I, 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 I named five. That's more than. Go on. Which ones am I missing? I'm going to kick myself here when you tell me these. Well, we have the WWE Championship. Drew uh, Drew McIntyre <laughs> against Bobby Lashley. Just well, that, that, let's sum that it all up. Not as good as it used to be, Danny, is it? <laughs> and I mean, we've got. Sorry, Dan. No, we've got Jeff Hardy versus uh, one of the many men in uh, WWE with red a red beard and red hair, Sheamus. I forgot so, the two two biggest matches. Great. That just says women's wrestling's flying at the moment. It's getting it's it's getting its spotlight. There's definitely more, I think, focus on on the women at the minute, which is can only be good, to be honest. Yeah, well, on Raw, Charlotte was on Raw. She was like, she was basically there for the first full first half an hour. And then Oscar and Charlotte, I don't know, neither of you watched, have you? They had a half an hour match to finish the show. It was like, not far off being as good as the WrestleMania match. Um, so that was good. Um, but the thing is, though, they've still got stuff like in the bag that they're saving. Like they've got Seth versus uh, Ray building up. That, yep. That's been really well built. Like, I like that they've not rushed it, thrown it on this pay-per-view. They've had Ray selling his injuries. And like, they've been, you've not, you won't have seen this, Danny, but they've been doing... Like, you know, the Viking Raiders and Street Profits, they've been doing, like, each week segments, like a, a golf course, having a golf match. Um, they did a triathlon or something this week, and it's just been, like, funny segments, and you're thinking, that's going to get you more over than, say, like, I don't know, like a 10-minute, a 5-minute match against nobody. So I think they've been really good. So, yeah, I'm feeling positive about WWE. I think Raw, for me, I'm going to be honest, I think Raw is miles better than NXT at the moment, and it's miles better than SmackDown. I've enjoyed more every Monday, and that is the statement I've not said in quite some time. So, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I'm enjoying... I've enjoyed Raw when I've watched it, don't get me wrong. I'll be honest, the Street Profit Viking Raiders 
segments were usually the point where I'd turn it off in previous weeks. Um, I just don't want to see guys playing golf. I don't want to see guys doing track and field. I want to see guys wrestling. I'm a miserable git, so give over. But uh, no, that's that's the moment where I've kind of tuned out and gone off. Smackdown I've enjoyed because it's been very lean. Two hours. Um, some good stories going on at the minute. It's got me interested. I've, I've enjoyed SmackDown lately. Uh, I think we discussed last week on the um, In Your House review that NXT, for me, is the one that's lost a lot of ground, personally, for, for enjoyment lately. So I, I might start watching Raw again off the back of what you're saying. I'll, I'll give it I'll give it more attention. Easily my favourite shot. Put this way, I'd say I enjoy it just as much as Dynamite. But yeah, it's miles better than fucking, fucking NXT. It's so boring. But, um, yeah, so I've asked to go on Wikipedia and get the card up. Um, <laughs> right, so, um, like, are you both watching on Sunday, Danny? Are you staying up? Or can you not bring yourself to watch any modern day? No, it's not It's not, It's not. not really an issue of modern day. Um, I don't know yet. Um, I watch, I think, the last couple of weeks I've been really enjoying watching ROH. And this week um, it was... Dragon Lee and a career retrospective within ROH. And some of the matches he's had are just fantastic. But seeing seeing the crowd in with them, I think because I've enjoyed that so much, and then I go and look at WWE, and there's, there's nothing, it's hugely taken away. And I think we're all going through certain cycles, aren't we? When, when it first started, I was just glad to have wrestling on. And I know you were a bit unenthusiastic yeah. about having the crowd in. So I think we're all going through cycles as we go, we go through this pandemic thing. So I think it is just, um, you know, the way I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, but I will be watching. The, the one I'm watching, I think Paul alluded to it before, I'm watching more to see what happens at SummerSlam. Because you're really excited for this card and I don't want to take the shine off it for you. But I'm going to be honest with you, there's one match that I would say I'm really looking forward to, and it probably won't get given a lot of time, and it's Andrade versus Apollo Crews. The rest of the cards, there's very few people I'm interested in. Um, The one thing that I have seen is that there's, um, and this is just a rumour, it's just opinion, it's nothing spoiler-wise, that Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar could be a big grudge match at SummerSlam. And this is something we, me and you specifically yeah. have talked about for a while. And it's something I really want to see. And it's that will make me more interested. But I've got to be honest with you, I look down this card and I, I'm struggling for interest um, other than other than Apollo Crews and Andrade. Yeah, see, I think it's like I'd look at, I know what you're saying, say if I hadn't been watching the TV, I'd be like, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Do we really need to see that again? feel like I've seen mixtures of that over the years, but because it's been like, I don't know, they must have been building it up for ages. Sheamus has been coming out after all these video packages. You had Sheamus mowing down Elias in a car and making out Jeff Hardy was smashed and stuff like that. So there is a bit more... Uh, to be honest with you, I, I was watching that and I'm thinking, you're giving it such a big like story going in, like someone running someone down in a car... I'd probably prefer it to be Jeff Hardy versus someone else, but again, just... sorry that that's where I'm thinking the SummerSlam bit comes in with your you got your main event, you've got the Jeff Hardy story. I don't think Sheamus had anything to do with that, to be honest. 
I think that that's going to run and run. Um, so Seamus is the Rikishi? No, I don't think it was Seamus. I think somebody else is is involved in it. It's too too cut and dry. Um, Jeff has his crash. Police turn up. He said he's got a red beard. He's never said he saw Seamus. He said a red beard. And it, it, and Seamus is this kind of guy who's saying, take my name out of your mouth and I'm going to beat you up for it. Not, I'm going to beat you up because I framed you. I, don't th- I think there's a lot more going on. And like Danny said, there's matches which I'm, I'm interested in seeing. But if this was announced as a, a raw pip, uh, excuse me, as a raw episode, I probably won't be keen. I'm, I'm keen to watch it because it's a pay-per-view and you know there's going to be some stuff happening. Um, but there's no sort of single matches apart from Andrade Apollo, I'll be honest. And McIntyre, um, Lashley as well, I think, will be good if it's booked right. Um, so I'm more interested in it because it's a pay-per-view rather than the matches that are on it. Right. What about, you're not interested in the greatest match ever? Oh, I'm just... You just know there's going to be a shitstorm involved in that match. You just know. It's just the fact that they've gone out there and they've called a match... So it was like, well, at WrestleMania, you had Edge versus Orton. They were all, all the wrestlers were like annoyed because Meltzer, I think, said it was terrible. Alvarez said it was terrible. So they've just gone, right, fuck it. These two are going to have a rematch. And fuck what all the critics say on these little shitty podcasts like ours. <laughs> fuck what they say. We're going to call the rematch the greatest match ever. I just think, I can just see Vince going, it's the greatest match ever. Not in that voice, but whatever. But yeah, so right. So we'll start into what? What? Looking at the card, what do you two think might should should open the show? I've got an idea that it's probably going to be Apollo Cruz versus Andrade, um, just for, for that sort of quick high energy opener. Um, but at the same time, I think the the women's tag could do the same as well. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I think they started with a women's match, didn't they? Um, was it night one of WrestleMania? The women's tag when it was Bliss and Cross against... Yeah, I was. I enjoyed that match as well. And I remember you saying at the time that you enjoyed that one. What about, what about you, Tez? What would you go for the opener? I think I'd probably side with Danny looking at this. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm hoping Cruz Andrade doesn't get stuck on the pre-show. Um, the women's tag would be good to set up. It's something we've seen bits of recently, quite a lot of matches between these two on and off, so it might be good for a good triple threat opener. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go somewhere along the lines of putting Strowman on first. I know it's a universal, but it's one of the most, um, sorry, the least uh, interesting universal championship matches, and that's going somewhere to say that we've had Goldberg recently. So I wouldn't be surprised if they just put them on, have, have a, a big, you know, big hoss going and Cut his way through a couple of uh, a couple of fit heels straight away, have a big sort of barnstorming opener. Um, they probably won't do though. We're probably going to get Cruz and Andrade shoved onto the pre-show, and we're going to start it up with uh, twenty minutes of rest holes between Edge and Orton. But I hope not. I hope not. I hope they just come out all guns blazing, smash, 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 go for it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, so. We'll talk about the Apollo Cruz Andrade match first. I'm. I think they had a really good match on Raw about, what was it, about six weeks ago. Um, that was a really good match. So hopefully they get some time. Danny said he fears they might not, which wouldn't surprise me. It is good to see, I think, that Apollo Crews, they sort of, you know what I mean? The guy's talented. They sort of, maybe they're finally realising that. And yeah, he's getting a nice little push. And the thing is, which I think, someone like Apollo Crews, yeah, to so say, like, if he had got, 
you know, a bit of time and impressed or whatever on them. Like if it had been six months ago, the crowd probably wouldn't have reacted to him. So Vince is notorious for like just say giving him a couple of weeks push and then stopping the push because the crowd aren't interested. We don't know. So it's given the chance for Apollo Crews to go out there week after week, put on good matches. His interviews have been better than they used to be because he's not the greatest on the mic. Um, so yeah, I think something like these empty arena shows have provided a good like a catapult for people like Apollo Crews who might not necessarily get the crowd reactions usually that they'd be looking for. And by the time we go back to crowds, they might have got themselves over. So, yeah, I'm happy for Apollo Crews, and I can't see anything else but him retaining over Andrade. For me at the moment, he's not even the hottest in the group because Angel Garza is just looking more like a star every time I watch Raw. So, Tebs, what are you, what are you thinking for this one? Apollo or Andrade? I keep changing my mind every day, to be honest. Um, I want I want them to leave the belt on Apollo. Uh, I really want him to have a good run, have a strong fighting champion who's on every week with the belt, defending, getting... And like you say, when he comes back, when the crowds come back, they've got a ready-made champ who's in his floor um, and everyone can get behind him and push him on. Um, but then I just keep thinking how uh, the universe... Excuse me, the US title... It has been a bit of a prop over the past, what, year, two years. Uh, and it won't surprise me in the slightest if they put it back on Andrade for a bit and then move it on to somebody else. I hope not. I want them. I want Apollo to have it. My head says, uh, my head says Andrade, but my heart says Apollo. Yeah. Danny? Um, yeah, I'm a bit with, I'm a bit like Tebs on this one. It's, um, I made up the, he, I just say I made up that um, Apollo Crews has been given the TV time and a little bit of a push. I remember seeing him in. Um, I remember seeing him in Evoke Nightclub um, yeah. uh, versus Tommaso Champa, um, and it was ROH versus PCW. Um, and he, I think that was the first time I'd seen him live, and he impressed me. As I say, his mic works terrible. He does need a mouthpiece, um, but I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him retain, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too disappointed if he didn't, uh, as long as we keep something going with him. Yeah, Evoke Nightclub. Oh, what a place! Good memories in there. Um, what was it called before it was Evoke? It was called Lava. Lava Ignite. Lava Ignite. That was it. That's Thursday it. night. Thursday yeah. night. Pound drinks. You couldn't breathe in there. Unbelievable. But, yeah, that flat, flat that I'm actually moving into, yeah, I reckon is half a mile away. So, oh dear, man. perfect. And I still haven't been down to a PCW show. I'd like to think I'm one of the biggest wrestling fans in Preston, and they've not even managed to draw on me. Although, actually, I was speaking to the guy who owned it, pissed up outside the Stanley Arms about a few months ago. Fuck knows what Fl- I said. Flutter. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's a bouncer on the uh, yeah. Stanley Arms. Right, right, yeah, because I think G was like, I'm sure he's kicked me out before. I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so, right, so next I'm going to go, we'll talk about the Bailey and Sasha, the new tag team champions. They won the titles on SmackDown um, against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, against the Iconics in yet another multi-person tag team title match. Um, for me, I think Bailey and Sasha... Have been absolutely fantastic recently. The Bailey's I've been really cold on Bailey since heel turn, but she's turned Aaron Sasha have turned into one of the hottest acts, I'd say, in WWE at the moment. And I think putting the belts back on them has made a lot of sense because you're looking at a time where like 
There's not so many wrestlers like available for TV. So being able to have Bailey and Sasha go from SmackDown, they helped out Raw a lot this week, having both their presences on the show. So yeah, I think it makes more sense having Bailey and Sasha as traveling champions rather than say, no offense, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and certainly the iconic. So I think the Iconics are obviously aren't the best in the ring. Um, but I think with these two teams, I think I think we'll get a decent match. Can't look past Bailey and Sasha retaining. And I feel like they sort of set a little hint on Raw that we might get Bailey and Sasha versus Charlotte and Oscar for the tag titles coming up, which really would build up these tag belts like they should have been built up from the beginning. So, Danny, what, what are your hopes for this match? I, I've got to agree with a lot of what you said, to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm, I'm made up that they've... They're a natural team. That, that's one thing you can say about them. They, they fit each other. We know what to expect. Um, uh, they've got good chemistry between the two of them. You can tell the, the friends off off screen as well. Um, but I've got to be honest with you, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the way WWE's handled this title. I know some people aren't keen on it. Um, I think you've got three teams in this who actually look like tag teams. Um, who perform as tag, you know, the Iconics, I know they're slightly different, they've been doing it for a long time consistently, uh, but yeah, I, I am looking forward to it, can't see anything other than the Bailey sasha uh, victory uh, to retain, but yeah, the, I think, you know, it, it's got the potential certainly to be uh, one of the best matches of the night, if it's, you know, constructed well enough, the match. Yeah. Tebs? Yeah, I'm going to be that guy because <laughs> the, these women tag belts uh, absolutely they were needed, either that or a, a mid-tier women's title. But something else was needed to to give the rest of the women the focus. Uh, Bailey and Sasha, yeah, absolutely fantastic tag team. The fact that the women's women's champion on one of the brands is also a tag champion shows how few tag teams they've got. Um, against Charlotte and Oscar. Again, you're throwing together two wrestlers because you don't have anybody else in your division. They've created a women's tag division without any women's tag teams. We're now going to have backlash pay-per-view with a triple threat between the only three teams they've got, only one of which is a matter-of-fact tag team. Um, the others are all put together. Um, and I just keep watching these matches thinking, why should I be bothered about this title? These titles, the tag women's tag belts, why should we be bothered? Because you're just going to throw together wrestlers and make a matchup. Um, it, it's another one of those matches where once they've finished, once the match is done, Bailey and Sasha have retained, hopefully. Who, who are they going to take on? Sasha and uh, Charlotte and Oscar? Well, that's always going to have the running thing of, is Charlotte going to turn on Oscar and take the, the raw belt for herself? So that's they're not going to be a, a fully-fledged tag team. Uh, and I just think there should be a, a bit more effort. If you're going to have a women's tag division, create a fucking division. Don't just throw together wrestlers that you've got on hand and hope some it sticks. I think I think there's... It, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think it's hard with uh, WWB because they don't know... that They still, to this day, either don't know or don't care to push a tag team division. Um, not since the 80s, probably, have we seen... You know, uh, mind you, there was the obviously the, uh, the the Dudleys, Christian Edge, and all that sort of stuff, and the Hardys. But 
to if they aren't keen on pushing a men's tag team and haven't been for many years, I don't know. I, I think considering that there's a women's tag title, and it's very much immediate mid-card title, I think they're doing quite a good job pushing it. I think the Nikki Cross um, and Alexa Bliss are a good fit as a team. Iconics, again, a natural tag team. They've been working for a while. And then you've got Sasha and Bailey, who I think work as a team. But you're right in what you're saying. What's the next step? What's what's beyond this? Um, maybe we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves. Enjoy the match and then see what the see what the offering is. But I do get being a bit dubious about it. Yeah, I think I, like, like you say, Bailey and Sasha versus Charlotte and Oscar. Although I think it'd be a great match and one that I think this belt should be used just to give us some good matches. You know what I mean? I don't want to see for the sake of it being on a show, right? And like. Although, on the other hand, like we say, Bailey and Sasha as a team against Charlotte and Oscar as a team is probably going to be used to build up Charlotte versus Oscar for, I'm guessing, SummerSlam. Charlotte's now got two wins over Oscar, so that's got to be going somewhere. And then, you eventually, you're expecting this tag team uh, run of Bailey and Sasha to be ended with possibly one turning on the other. Um, but I suppose that's you always run the risk of that with tag teams, especially in WWE. But yeah, should be... She should be fine, shouldn't it? I'm sure it'll be good. Watch this. We'll have this. I'm there saying, oh, I think it's nice. They put the belts on Bailey and Sasha and the Iconics will win or something. Um, but yeah. Not surprised me at all. Oh, keep the belt. Bailey and Sasha, right? Give them the eight-month run with the belts, yeah? I think they, they was going to do Sasha versus Bailey at SummerSlam, yeah, um, in Sasha's hometown. They're not going to do it now because SummerSlam ain't going to happen in Boston. Save it till WrestleMania. Let's have like a six, seven-month run with them having the tag belts, going to NXT, having good matches, do what they should have done with the belt to begin with instead of like having them lose it the month after winning it to the Iconics. Um, so, yeah. Hold that off and then do the turn at the Rumble or something, and we'll have that next year at WrestleMania. Um, right, so we might as well talk about the other women's match on the show. Oscar versus Nia Jax for the Raw women's title. Um, Tebs, what, what are you thinking? You Like me, can't see anyone but Oscar reta- uh, retaining this match. Yeah, same, the belt, sorry. same again. Um, if Oscar gets... <laughs> No, I was about to be very uh, disparaging to Nia Jax there, but I was going to say if uh, Oscar managed to get through the match without a concussion, she'd be, <laughs> that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. I think it she, is. It is. No, it's not. Now, you know what? I'm I'm just wondering how many other wrestlers have done a botch or an injury where somebody's ended up with concussion, and everybody's talking about Nia Jax because it's always happening. She's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's harsh on her, but she somebody must rate her because she's in the. Title match at Backlash, you know what I mean? The Rock Racer, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I, I can see Oscar winning. Um, I think it'll if they can do that formula of you know the big wrestler against the small underdog. Great, spot on. I like those kind of matches. I think Oscar can do that really well. Um, I just again, I hope they get given time. I, I really hope they can get given maybe about eight or ten minutes just, you know, solid underdog, dominant heel, all that kind of stuff, um, and really show them off. And I know everybody, Oscar's fantastic, and I want her to win the belt clean. I want her to not have it hanging over her that she was given the title. And I can just see it happening. I can see something happening with Charlotte for her to be saying, 
all along you got given that belt and I just want Oscar to win it clean so she can get rid of that stigma. So hopefully, and we're going for all retentions here, aren't we? I don't think anybody's going to, I don't think any title's going to change hands by our predictions, but... Um, uh, that no, means one yeah, I, I think we know which one as well. I love Oscar to bits, uh, and I hope I hope she can win it with like this underdog display, maybe even a face turn at the end of it. I don't know. We'll see. Which which one are you thinking will change the Lashley one? Yeah, yeah. Don't say that. He can't because they booked Drew amazingly, but we'll see. I'm guessing I've just realised what this Wikipedia spoiler could be. Anyway, we'll see. Anyway, um. Right, so Danny, Oscar, Nia Jax. Um, yeah, I, I think Tebs was saying that it's got to be got to be a match. That's, it's the old Bret Hart match, isn't it? The Bret Hart champion match. Um, the dominant dominant appeal um, going over Bret. You're thinking, how can Bret win? How can Bret win? And then Asuka playing the role of Brett, will pull it out in some way, shape or form, probably with a roll-up or something similar, similar like that. I was that. thinking a that. Quick, yeah. a, quick vi- a quick victory um, and sneaking it from the monstrous heel. That's the only way to do it, really, isn't it? Because you can't you, you can't say that Nia Jax is going to go out and have a fantastic match in the same way that you can't say that Braun Strowman would be... You're never going to see them mentioned in five-star classics. I don't mean to be disparaging. It's just the frame and the size um, and their ability to move around the ring. I think uh, I think that's got to be the way. And yeah, I see an Asuka victory. Yeah. Um, I think also we've got a bearing to mind, really. The next pay-per-view is four weeks away. It's Extreme Rules. So you'd expect a lot of these matches to turn into... The rematch being at Extreme Rules, because I, yeah. I'm, I, which I don't mind to be honest with you, because I, I don't like it where we're going to start fresh feuds after this, and you start off with like an Extreme Rules match. So mm. um, yeah, so maybe like a DQ in this, maybe or like you say, Nia Jax wins via roll up, Oscar wins via roll up, Nia Jax attacks her after the match, and they have a, I don't know, a flipping Kendall stick on a pole match or some shite at Extreme Rules. But yeah, anything else on Oscar Nia Jax, or have we pretty much covered that? I wouldn't mind trying to tie the two my two themes together that we've just been talking about. I wouldn't mind seeing Nia Jax and um, Tamina. Um, in, I was just going to mention. Team. I was just going to mention Tamina. Uh, they, 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 this, they, they've got that. One's a big powerhouse, and the other one's a bit of a badass who's tough and rugged, and um, you know, spend time get the gear right so they, they look like a team and actually you know Tamina can go and if, if she can bring Nia Jax's skill level up and people start forgetting about these injuries that she caused maybe it's a successful run and that could be the next uh, the, the next challenge for um, for Bailey and Sasha yeah did maybe see, I mean, did you see the video Tamina posted online this week I haven't it's um, it was. I'm sure it was on Tamina. Um, Tamina tweeted it herself, and then somebody else uh, tweeted it out as well. It's uh, a, a promo video, and the camera starts looking at a sign for a mental hospital. Literally says mental hospital, and uh, the camera pans in, and there's eerie music, and then it pans into a padded cell, and Tamina is in the cell, uh, in a straitjacket, 
going full on um, mental hospital, <laughs> for want of a better phrase. Uh, and I think it's been taken down again. Um, but the release, she released this video, and I th- it, it was pointing towards you know a gimmick change. And I was watching that, and then I remembered she was on SmackDown. That's why I was going to mention about her and Nia Jax, but they're split up on brands now. Uh, I didn't know if you two had seen that or what you thought of that. No. But it looks like they- a new direction for Tamina. I've gonna, I'm just having a look now. It looks um, it, it looks very, very good. Um, yeah. After the devastating loss of money in the bank and 10 years of being used and abused, this has finally happened. The trepidation. Shame she's shit. Well, I had, I had that mm, one I first I, watched. I, I, oh. I, I, yeah, I kind of dismissed it. It's like, oh, it's only Tamina. And I just thought, well... You know, I didn't dismiss the Bray Wyatt one when he was releasing The Fiend. She might be the female version of The Fiend gimmick, which everybody loves. So I'll give it benefit of the doubt. I just, I didn't quite like the mental hospital bit at the beginning. I think that's a bit, you know, 80s, whatever. But um, I didn't know if you two had seen that. And uh, I just wanted your thoughts on that one. But I think that might be a new, that new direction for um, maybe uh, something for it to keep it busy on SmackDown. You might know this, Tebs. I'm just looking at this, right? So I was thinking of teams for Bailey and Sasha. Have Bailey and Sasha ever had like a, a feud with uh, Oscar and Kyrie over this belt? I don't think they have, have they? No, because Kyrie Sane came up uh, last summer and she went straight to Raw, I think. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they've ever. I don't because well, they didn't have the belts, did they? So Carrie Sane and Oscar didn't. Who did they take on for the belts? I feel like they faced Shaw and Becky, weren't it? There's something to do with Becky trying to get these tag belts off Oscar and Kyrie at the end of last year. But that that'd be. I think that they'd have a good match, Bailey, because you could obviously Bailey's the SmackDown Women's Champion, Oscar's the Raw Women's Champion, feuding over the tag belts. That could be like quite a big match. Um, down the line. Uh, right, so let's talk about the big four male matches. Uh, we'll start off with Danny's favourite, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Excited for this one, Danny? Oh. Um, I'm, yeah, it's it's fine. Middle of the card match, isn't it? It's, um, I've got no problem with it. I'm not looking forward to it, but I, you know, I don't think I'm looking forward to much here. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I was thinking, Jeff Hardy had a good match with Cesaro at uh, the Money in the Bank. I think it may be like you could have some. It's just weird to me that Cesaro and Sheamus are on the same brand, but just have no interaction at all. So maybe like we could have Cesaro. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm clutching at straws. Um, Tebs, go on. You're the one. You've got a master plan for this. So what do you think is going to happen then? If uh, no, Sheamus, you've, you've just convinced me there. You've just made me realise with Extreme Rules being. A straight one-on-one match two weeks after Jeff got uh, framed. This is going to extreme rules, and yeah. it, and it really it really won't surprise me if because he's never he never came out and said. See, I was a bit disgusted at first because a guy who's had problems like Jeff has had doesn't need them exploited on TV, especially after everything that happened with uh, Hawk and Animal on uh, on Dark Side of the Ring. But if he said he's happy to go along with it, fair enough, let's put that to one side. It, it, it's the classic storytelling of, you know, he didn't come out and say it, Seamus did this. He said, it's a guy in a red beard. And I just think there's so much more of this to go on. Seamus is pissed off. Um, I can see this being a, a four-minute DQ. Um, they have a match at Extreme Rules, which will turn into a 
steel stairs match or a cage match or something. So that's where the extreme rules have come in. And then I think Jeff's story is going to continue after Seamus has got his perceived retribution. So I think from what you've just said there, you made me click there with extreme rules one-on-one. I think this is going to be a DQ after five minutes, if that. Yeah, so, so there'll be some bells and whistles, won't there? I'm sure Seamus will somehow get the advantage heading into a potential rematch at Extreme Rules. This is it's just going to be progressing the story, I think. Um, we've got Braun Strowman defending the Universal title against The Miz and Morrison in a handicap match. Um, the last time we saw a handicap match for the title was AJ against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at the Rumble a few years ago. Um that sort of called for it in the story. This seems a bit thrown together. We've seen everything in the build-up from Nickelodeon slime being poured onto Braun Strowman and the, the announcer and cars being smashed up, vans being tipped over. Um, for me, I just think this has just got filler feud written all over it. Uh, Bray Wyatt's uh, wife, I can't think what she's called, girlfriend, whatever, has had a second baby. So he's been off TV. Wouldn't surprise me. Braun Strowman goes through Miz and Morrison. Bray Wyatt makes his return and they go with their Strowman versus uh, Bray Wyatt match at Extreme Rules. Belt goes back onto Bray Wyatt. Um, I don't know what you two think about this match, Tebs. Um, Where's to Braun Strowman? Where's to John Morrison? Um, it, it, a story of sliming people and pulling pranks. What about yes, the men? Uh, not a waste oh, I, on him. No, no, I don't think he's a waste on him. Um, <laughs> he's a squad player. You, you know, you mentioned that not everybody can have five, six star matches every week. For me, the Miz is a squad player. He goes in, he does the job. He's very good at what he does, but he's never going to score that worldie from outside the area with his left foot. You know, he's um, he's just dependable solid, keeps going. Um, I don't mean any disrespect by saying it's a waste of him, but put him in a universal match, okay, fair enough, yeah. Um, Morrison should be out on his own. Um, Strowman is the universal champion and he's getting two-on-one matches, which we all know he's going gonna, he's gonna to win it or he should win it. It's, I don't know, I just think it's a waste of the title, waste of talent, Um You've got all the time in the world to write a story and is just pushing two heels over in a van and it, it, it's very disappointing. Um, you know, the sooner them two move on, the better. Yeah, it's just so many different options on SmackDown. Like, I'd sooner just, I don't know, like you say, you could have had Daniel Bryan AJ on the card instead of this, but for whatever reason, they put it on SmackDown, maybe for ratings because SmackDown's been low. Um, Danny, what are you off? I'm guessing you've not watched much SmackDown. Looking at this, did this do anything for you? It screams year 2000 World Championship Wrestling for me. Um, it's poor. There's not much you can say about it. The, the fact that you're having a handicap match for a, a world title, um, a universal title, sorry. It, it it really goes against what, what the title should stand for. I'm not going to be like Jim Cornette and say, you know, go, go off on one purely because of this, but it's the Miz and John Morrison. They're eternal mid-carders. They had the moments to shine. The Miz did. Um, and, you know, back in 2008. But this, this shouldn't be on the card. 
no. this match should not be there. And, and I'm sorry to be negative, and but I, I, I can't. Who, who, who's sitting there going, Braun Strowman versus the Miz and John Morrison? Can't wait for that Universal title. Fucking no one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I think I put a twelve. Although I've been saying, do you know what, Danny? I've been positive, but fuck it, right? <laughs> Let's <laughs> check. You ruined my mood. So I put a tweet up about three weeks ago saying how. Is a pay-per-view, the two tight on paper, yeah, they've done a good job with Drew McIntyre, they've done all right with Bobby Lashley, right? But if you'd have said to me a few years ago, two years ago, oh main two main events of a pay-per-view, two title matches are gonna be Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman versus the Miz and Morrison, I'd have been like <sighs> I'd have ranted about it. But yeah, so it is too on paper looking. It's not for for us. We'll, we'll, I've watched the build up. Yeah, it's not been great. I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to the two matches. But for like someone who say doesn't watch the weekly TV and thinks, oh, you know what? They're doing a repay per view on there Sunday. I might tune into that. What are they? What's the card? And they look and they see Drew McIntyre versus Lashley, Strowman versus Miz and Morrison. Do you know what I mean? They're probably gonna watch a rerun of Heartbeat and go to bed or something. That's all that comes to mind. Sunday night. Come on, that was Sunday night back in the day. Mum, can I stay up till nine o'clock and watch Heartbeat, please? Oh, go on then. So, yeah. Um, I'm just yeah. looking down the SmackDown roster and you've put Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles in the Intercontinental title. I mean, I'm just reading off here who could have been a better match for backlash, but You've going got... from going from what Dan said, mate, you could throw Claude Greengrass in there with fucking <laughs> PC, you know, whatever yeah. his name is, and they put him up against Universal Titan. Here's one for you: the school I used to go to. PC Bellamy. Vice... Sorry, PC Bellamy. No, the uh, the vice principal of the school I used to go to. One of the vice principals. Her dogs were Greengrass's dogs in heartbeat. There you go. There's a little thing for you. Um, you know what? Strowman against um, hell, you could have thrown Matt Riddle in there to be honest. He'd have got beat on his first match, but you could have thrown Matt Riddle in there. Mustafa Ali, uh, Bobby Roode, well, no, <laughs> um, Chad Gable, uh, Shinsuke. I know we've had that match recently, but a one on one. Hell, even Big E, you could have thrown Big E in there and had a, ma- a better match than Ms. Morrison. So it's just lazy, it really is lazy, and it, it's almost insulting that they'll just keep throwing these kind of matches at you and say, take that, shut up, keep watching. And, uh, and we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> but... I think Braun Strowman can consider himself lucky that his title reign hasn't been in front of a crowd because the crowd would have shat all over the match with Bray Wyatt. They'd have shat all over this. Because it, 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 I just feel like they're doing matches that they can get away with doing when there's no crowd. crowd would have shat on Oscar versus Nia Jax. I don't think they'd have took to the greatest match ever slogan of Edge Randy Orton, but... Um... What the fuck is that about? As somebody who hasn't been watching yep. TV, right, explain to me. I mean, I thought fucking Great Balls of Fire was the worst <laughs> oh, thing I've ever heard. But the greatest wrestling match ever. And it's... And, right, my... Hatred for Randy Orton aside, you've got the likes of Flairstein, both Okada versus Omega, um, you know, 
any Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles back in in New Japan. Where is it? Is did somebody say this is going to be the greatest? What the fuck? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Right. So this Edge said in an interview. This started with Paul Heyman and Vince came up to him backstage. And said, we've got an idea for this edge for, for you versus Randy. We're gonna call it the greatest match ever. Apparently, Edge was like, Okay. And Edge said in this interview that he's since learned that when Vince likes something, there's no change in his mind and he's gonna be stubborn with it. So then what happened was Edge and Randy Orton on Edge's return are having an in-ring promo. Yeah. And Randy Orton has improved a lot on the mic. I think it's always been there, but this rugged character he's been portraying suits him, I think. So they're having a really good promo going back and forth. And from out of nowhere, Charlie Caruso interrupts and goes, so there you have it, Edge versus Randy Orton in what could be the greatest match ever. And everything goes quiet and the show goes off air. And I was like, everyone's like, the greatest match ever? And then literally, they've been using it on it. I've not, I've never seen, yeah, I've never even seen, a, you know, like they do like the 30 second commercials on Raw and SmackDown hyping up a match. This Edge Randy Orton match is all over BT. Yeah. Every time I watch a Bundesliga match during the break, it's Edge versus Randy Orton, yeah. the greatest match ever. And um, they've even gone to the trouble of having Panic at the Disco, the greatest show, um, as the theme song. Um, so, yeah, they've gone all in on it. But I seen Randy Orton. <laughs> That's me. No. He's <laughs> gone. He's gone. He, uh, Randy Orton put a, uh, a tweet, uh, something on his Instagram saying, uh, tune in for the greatest match ever. Hashtag, what a rib. So they're clearly like a bit of like... Well, Edge is doing the same. I saw one from Edge as well, ribbing it as well. So them two, you know, the... Um... The, the metaphor, if there's a better word for it, that I had for this. You know, imagine you're, uh, you, you, as I say in our day, Dan, Danny, when you're trying to court a girl, when, you, when you're courting her, and you're trying to... Uh, Smash you know, her. You, you, you're trying to seal the deal, aren't you? Would yeah. you constantly say to this prospective um, horizontal dancing partner, I'm the best you've ever had, I'll be the best you've ever had. You will not have had better. This will be the best sex of your life. Because <laughs> I tell you what, if you get in there and it's 20, it's 20 minutes of rest holds, <laughs> but if you get into bed and you're not the best ever, you're going to look a prick. And I, I don't think WWE can see the calamity which is going to set up because unless this is the best match ever, it will be shit on from a great height by everybody from Meltzer all the way down to me because they're just they're setting themselves up for a fall and I think they know it I think it's banter it's what WWE do it's banter ah it's banter hey, Vince loves it doesn't it ah oh, come on yeah greatest match fuck off and why not just call it a match but it, for me it, it is it, it must be somebody having a laugh because just it, it's like Sky Sports putting on the greatest football match ever. Coventry versus Darlington. No. Who's <laughs> Darlington? Yeah, and Dar- and Darlington haven't played for the last nine years because all they've been all been injured. <laughs> but, um, it's, had, it's been funny because they've had like it's just, the de- it, right. You've had like Samoa Joe on commentary and he's been going. 
as we go into this match in su- on Sunday and what could be the greatest match ever. And then Christian was out there for the cutting edge. I mean, for the peep show or whatever last night. And uh, he's, there, he's like, so on, on uh, Sunday, it's Edge versus Randy Orton. My good friend Edge in what could be the greatest match ever. And I'm looking and thinking, you're dying to fucking piss yourself. <laughs> but I, I'm enjoying Put it this way. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Let's get that right. But it's got me a bit more interested in the match. It's got me a bit more interested in the match than I would have been. So from that point, like, put it this way. When people say, um, so what, I thought it was the main event three years ago at Backlash in a few years. And it went three years. And uh, they go, oh, it was the greatest match ever. I'm not going to forget it. It's not going to be like, but yeah, they've already taped the match, you know. The greatest match ever is actually going to be taped and edited. <laughs> so, yeah, they taped oh, it. They're going to edit this one because they didn't edit the one at WrestleMania. They just played that for the full I know, five I know. minutes. That's, that's, that's kind of the beauty of it, really. You know, you, if they ask, right, there's, there's two ways it's going to go or it's gone. Either Vince, this is a joke between Vince and all of his gargoyles, and we're not in on the joke. They're all having a laugh because everybody shit on the first match. Well, let us in on the joke. Why don't you just say it with, you know, tongue in cheek? Why don't you just let us have fun with you? But no, you're taking the piss out of us. Or they have sat around with some of the greatest wrestling minds and said, what constitutes a great match? And they have performed that match and edited it accordingly into what they perceived to be. I'm thinking it's more A. They're going to go and have a match, pin one, two, three, and get out of there. I think it's just going to... I just want to be included in the joke sometimes. Do you, that's want, do, be... do you want a spoiler or not? I know, I know how long approximately the match is. No. You don't want it? Yeah, but see, that annoys me when I watch matches on YouTube. Because... You put a match on YouTube and it says this match is, oh, this video is 16 minutes long. So you know when the match is going to finish. You start picking your nose for the first 12 matches, 12 minutes of the 16. Yeah, but it's more sort of like if you know the end's coming up, it kind of ruins the, you know. Go on, how how long? (laughs) It it was said to be a very professional um, long match. So it wasn't oh, like, do you know what I mean, it's said to be very professional. It's said to be really good. They, were, they went out there trying to work a really good match. Um, and yeah, apparently there was a lot of really good selling in the match. So, yeah. Well, have, have you seen the, the meme that's doing the rounds where it's a couple of photos? And it's, I don't know whether it's one of you guys that sent it to me, actually. And it's basically Samoa Joe, Tom Phillips, and I think it's Biden Saxton sat there and he's at the announce desk and it says, the greatest wrestling match ever, Randy Orton versus Edge, and Samoa Joe just looks depressed. <laughs> and he look, he's off looking into the distance, you know, like he's thinking about something or remembering yeah. something. And then it just shows a picture of him shaking hands with Kenta Kabashi from that match they had in ROH. Um, that's how I feel about it. But again, I'm being a negative Nelly on this, uh, so I, I apologise. Yeah, they've had like, they've been like, Backstage asking Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels who they think is going to win. And you've got Shawn Michaels out there who's probably had the best WWE matches. And he's going, this could be the greatest match ever. And I'm thinking, he's sat there thinking, these fuckers aren't paying me enough to say this. Fucking hell. uh, It's it's bordering on offensive. You're going up to Shawn Michaels, (laughs) who has had probably, who's been in probably 
three of the top five, two of the top five WWE matches of all time. And you're saying to him, do you think Randy Orton and Edge are going to better what you did at WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's offensive. It's like, no, why don't you just say they're going to go have a great match or, you know, some other stipulation on it? You know, even that one final beat where they're never going to wrestle again. And you can make it grand without, you know, you can't put lipstick on a bulldog and expect it to look better. And that's what yeah. they're doing. They're, they're trying to grandiose up a match, which, you know, hands up everybody who's been enthralled by a Randy Orton match recently. He's, he, he's not the most, you know, I'm trying to phrase it properly because I'm trying to be respectful, but he's more on the Baron Corbin end of enjoyment of watching matches than he is on the Brian da- uh, Daniel Bryan end of the scale for me. And he's boring. It's boring to watch. And if I'm going to watch 45 minutes of that, I'm going to bed early. He's even used it himself into into the feud, and he? he said that you've been there working your ass off trying to get back. And he went, I've been phoning it in for years. And I thought, yes, I love that you've gone out there and said, I haven't tried. I've been phoning in for years. All I have to be is Randy Orton. And I just thought, you fucking bastard. <laughs> but um, do you think yeah. the champ tweets are a workout? Do you think? Yeah, uh, it's a work court. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely a work. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I think is going to happen with the match, thinking about it, is so Orton is the one who said, "Let's have this traditional wrestling match. You beat me in the brawl, whatever. I can beat you in the ring. We're going to go out and have a proper wrestling match." So they'll have it. I think where Edge, it, it like I don't know, makes the comeback. He's out wrestling Randy Orton. Randy Orton low blow one two three, and you get the whole. I suckered you in. I said, let's have a wrestling match. I've got the win. One, two, three, and it leads to the blow-off match at Extreme Rules. That's what I think will happen. I don't know. How do you two see the outcome of this one? Go ahead, Tebs. I'll let you take this first. Uh, first of all, I think I'll be seeing it Monday morning because I won't be staying up for 45 minutes of Randy Orton holding him in a choke. Hold Excuse me. No, sorry, an arm hold. You'll be um, up. You'll be up. I'll be up. I'll be up and I'll be pissed. Yeah, I'll be up. No. Um, I think Orton's going to get it. I think it's it is going to be through dubious means. Orton's, Orton's probably going to get the win. Um, I think it's more aiming for SummerSlam than Extreme Rules. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody was to get in, involved afterwards, which gives Edge or Randy Orton something to do at Extreme Rules to give Edge that bit more time in between matches. Um, I, I, if you're going to have one final blow off between Randy Orton and Edge, it needs to be at SummerSlam, not Extreme Rules. But that's what I hope. It's probably going to be the other way around, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, it's the whole greatest match thing has really soured it for me, to be honest, because I, 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 I like to formulate my own opinions on something rather than a company telling me what it is. This is the best meal you will ever eat. Well, hang on a minute, I ain't fucking tasted it yet. Um. Sorry for the language. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Orton's getting the pin. Uh, I don't think it'll be clean, and I can see it going on. I'm excited. Go on, Danny, what are you saying for this? Well, um, I'm going for Darlington. Um, <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't care. I honestly don't care. I want this done, and I want Edge to have a fresh match and a fresh feud with anyone just something new and exciting couldn't give a flying fuck get it over with and the fact that it's going to go long i mean 
Look at look at that fucking shit show that was on at WrestleMania. Really, really soured WrestleMania for a lot of a lot of people. Just get it fucking done and get it over, and hopefully we'll never see these two again against each that, other. Can you imagine that WrestleMania match just in a ring for the same length of time? They need to do something amazing. Yeah. They could always have swerved us, you know what I mean? Like they, they could have just let the information out that it was a long match and then swerve us into it being a short match. You, you never know, but um, yeah. I'd just love, I'd, I would love Randy Orton just to low blow him, RKO, pin one, two, three. They've swerved us all and it really lasts for 10 seconds. Kick him in the bollocks, Rap Ref's got his head turned, bell rings, RKO, and Randy can just say, screw your best match ever. Count that, out, finish. No, just, Kick him in the bollocks, RKO Edge, pin one, two, three. Well, I always remember a Randy Orton match, right? At No Way Out 2008, right? Cena had just come back and won the Royal Rumble. And uh, he cashed in his Royal Rumble opportunity at No Way Out. So everyone's like, oh, this is a big match, this awesome. big match. Um, so he's cashed it in at No Way Out. And at the time, do you know what I mean? John Cena and Randy Orton, it's not like it, it, is, it is now if they had a match where you'd be like, fucking hell, this again. It was somewhat fresh. I think they'd had one singles match. I always remember I was proper hyped for this match. And uh, so they're having a, they had a really good match, to be fair. They go about 20 minutes and Randy, they get back into the ring after this 10 count. They get back into the ring. They're about to square up to each other. The ref bent over Mike Kyoda in the middle of him. Not like that. <laughs> You've got Randy Orton at one side, John Cena at the other side, about to square off after 20 minutes of action. And bang, Randy Orton just bitch slaps Mike Kyoda for the DQ, starts pissing himself <laughs> and walks off. Oh, I'd laugh if he did that. I think that'd be brilliant because that'll build Randy Orton up, his character more. You know, I'd, I'd, I mean, there's, what? how many matches on this? Seven matches so far? Yeah. For a three-hour... And if for Pepe, and if one of them's forty-five minutes, I'm, it's not giving me much hope. I'm I'm hoping there'll be a bit of a, a bit of a swerve in it, and you know the banter will be that Randy Orton don't give a fuck about your greatest greatest wrestling match. He's going to finish it when he wants. I hope that's what it is. It's got to uh, be. Randy Orton don't give a fuck about great matches. Clearly, as he said, he's been phoning it in for years. So yeah. any other outcome for me just doesn't make sense. But it's WWE, so yeah, yeah. Um. So I. I don't know whether you've heard this. This is not wrestling related, but the MLS is coming back and it's going to hold a World Cup style tournament to decide this year's MLS. And they're going to do it at Disney World. It literally is a fucking Mickey Mouse (laughs) competition. It's It's (laughs) literally a Mickey Mouse fucking league. Only, only. The fucking US could take our <laughs> fucking sport and make a fucking mockery. I'm allowed to even say that these days. They take our sport and make a fucking mockery of it. So, yeah. You suck at... Oh, fucking hell. Jesus Disney Christ. World. Right. Let's get into this. It's, I think Edge Orton is going to main event. Should do. Um, yeah, it's got to, hasn't it? It's the way yeah. the way it's been built. The, 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 the market, the promotional material, it's got to do. I, I hope it's better not expect. Yeah, it will be. Have faith. The greatest match ever. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's funny, the slogan they've gone for. But uh, anyway, the, the, fucking hell. Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for what is Bobby Lashley's first title shot 
uh, main title since his match versus John Cena at the Great American Bash in what would have been... Actually, he probably must have had a title match since then, but I remember him having a really good match with Cena at the Bash in 2007. So that would be 13 years, but I don't know if they've been classing the ECW title in that. Maybe I've missed one. But hey, um, Danny, go on. You love a good Drew McIntyre match. Well, I did. No, again, he's not one of my favourites. However, I think what I've seen of him since WrestleMania has been gold, um, character-wise especially. Um, I've said to you, I've made it public that I want to see Bobby Lashley as a fucking wrestler, as Kurt Angle-esque, as Brock Lesnar-esque. I don't want to see him cuckolding someone. Um, The fact that he seems to be being pushed. If I'm, if I, if I'm understood correctly, uh, he's been pushed into a relationship with um, MVP, who comes across well. He looks right, and he he looks like one of those managers and voice mouthpieces that can really make a difference to someone's career. And I hope we see Bobby Lashley pushing through and actually looking as he should. Let's fingers crossed. Uh, the match, I hope it's a good one. I've got no high hopes. Um, I'd just like to see him wrestling more in that aggressive style. Right. Tebs? Yeah, I want to see... Um, the, the, the line of stuff didn't do him any favours whatsoever. Um, seeing some of his older matches, seeing even his, his, the matches recently um, where he's been under MVP, etc. Um, he's got that sort of ruthless ruthless aggression, killer instinct. It looks like a dangerous man when he's in the ring. And the match against McIntyre, I think, will be brilliant if they can, again, they can be very, you know, um, they can be lean with the time, um, give them both the chance to do the, the big spots, big powerful moves, really put each other over in how strong and dominant they both are. This is going to be like, T-Rex versus King Kong smashing into each other. Um, don't outstay your welcome. I'm I'm going to hold back what I think the result will be. Um, I'm I'm just hoping it, it, they're really doing both justice because I've I've really warmed to both of them since WrestleMania. Um, that's this is the match I'm most looking forward to out of all of it. Right. Well, I'm going to put it out there. I, I don't care what any rumors say. McIntyre retains. It's not the right. T- if they take the belt off McIntyre at this point, after all the hard work they put into him, it's a fucking joke. They do not take the title off him. He needs the match against Brock in front of a crowd. He's been brilliant as champion. They finally got a babyface who is booked as a star and seems to come across as a star. All the hard work they put into it. If they have him lose to Lashley for this match with Brock that they've not given a shit about for years, I think it's a joke. McIntyre has to retain, and I think he will. I think he'll retain, and I think that it'll happen with Lana will come out or whatever and end up accidentally costing Lashley the match and Drew a win in a very lacklustre match. So that would be my prediction. I don't think it'll be a good match, and I don't think it'll be a finish that is just clean. I think it'll involve Lana. Um, yeah, so that that is my prediction for that. So, do you know what was, so that's it. The card done and dusted. Right, these are some of the people that aren't on this card. <laughs> Brian, AJ, Rollins, 
Rey Mysterio, Cesaro, Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Angel Garza. All of those somehow haven't made the card. It's when you're looking, like, say, Danny, for you, like, as a, an attractiveness looking at the card, when you look at that card for you and they've been left off it, I just think it it is a bit strange that you've got that much talent that don't make your pay-per-view card. There must be others as well that I've forgotten the, about. The New Day. The New Day, yeah. The Smack, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Nowhere Are they? to be found. <laughs> Are they? Oh, no, no. Not them, sorry. Uh, the big, sorry, I meant the best tag team on SmackDown where, you know, if you're going to put a, a tag team match on, you'd have them two involved and, uh, and they're not, which surprised me. You are the SmackDown tag team champions. You know what, I've just said that and I can't fucking remember. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't really be having this discussion. No, it's, it's, new, not... day. it's new Day. It's New Day. It's 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 new day. You're getting me worried. That it is, it's New Day. It's not uh, Jackson Third Riker and the Forgotten Sons. What me? What happened oh, no. to them? I can't remember. <laughs> we'll swear that one. Somebody uh, gave Jackson Riker. Uh, somebody gave Jackson Riker his Twitter account, and Jesus, the uh, they must hate him now. Um, yeah. So, um, anything else? Do we need to talk about pay per view, or have we pretty much done its job? Can anyone think? Any? Maybe I hope. Hopefully, let's hope. Brian AJ ends with a bit of fuckery on SmackDown and they add the match to the card because that'll make this show a lot better. I'm not going to hold my breath for. I think they'll cry. I, I'm kind of worried about that. I'm kind of worried about that because Apollo Andrade will probably get pushed to the pre-show. But then again, does it matter nowadays? I don't. I can't see him push. I think they'll just announce some shitty pre-show match. Like what, what? What's happened recently is on the Saturday before the pay-per-views, they've just announced like two or three matches, haven't they? Like, yeah. randomly last time, they announced Jeff and Cesaro, and there was another match, and everyone was... Liv Morgan versus someone, and everyone was like, what the fuck's that match on the card for? Well, I read something that um, WWE found that if they announced matches closer to the time, it increased net new network subscribers rather than building a card over a longer period. If they just go out and say, bang, there's your match... Uh, they found that more people subscribe on the day because new matches are being announced so close to the time. So one of the things that I read was that they hold back on certain matches just to give it that extra little right. boost of new subscribers come Sunday night. I can't see him not having um, Baron Corbin on the card. Somewhere he will get his nose on this card. Who did he lose to on SmackDown, Tebs? Uh, Otis. Otis. DQ Otis. against DQ against not even on the show. Yep. But... Something will happen. There'll be like a tag match. Baron Corbin. Uh, it'll be something like Baron Corbin, Cesaro and Nakamura, Mojo Rawley or something versus Chad Gable, Otis and a few other. Do you know what I mean? And I'd, prefer like... to see, I'd have preferred to see Otis Strowman against Ms. Morrison and rather than have that match for it and not have the Universal title on. At least there's a bit more about it there. Of, is Otis going to cash in on Braun? Yeah. Is he... It would have been a far more interesting match than. Imagine if he cashes in. That'd be funny. I'll go off my tits when I'll be streaking down the street. I'll be going for it. If he wins a title, if he wins a main singles title, me and Otis riding off into the moon. He's that boy's that he's living his best 2020 in it. Out of all of us, Otis, <laughs> he's, he's got the girl. He's got title chances. Mm. Won money in the bank. He's been on WrestleMania. He's been on. Oh. Have you seen the that. swimming pool scene where he's like proper necking? Oh, I was like, what is going it's, on here? 
Do you know what? Have, have, you, have you heard what? Have you heard what um, Zack Ryder said about that? He wanted his pool. He wanted his bastard. fucking pool. They asked Chelsea Green to have a word with him and say, "Can we use your pool?" I told us to get fucked. Just after they'd sacked him, fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> Just well, what we can say is it's um, it's Osus as well at the moment. We're just living in it. He's um, he's smashing life, really, isn't he? Top shagger. He's got a red beard. He's got a bit of red in there. Oh, fuck just, you now. I'm just saying, if he turned him ill. Fuck you now. He's, I was thinking it's him. Heath Slater. I'm loving this storyline, by the way. I keep going back to it. Heath Slater, but they've got rid of him, aren't they? Who else is there with uh, red hair? Sammy Zane. Yeah, Sammy's. Oh yeah, that'd be a good show. Even though we all know he's stuck at home, but whatever. No, I'm. Uh, look, I'm. I'm being negative about it, but I'll be staying up for it. I'll be watching it all. I'll be doing the review afterwards. Yeah. Book Sammy Zane versus Jackson Riker. I'd love to see that. Um, yes. Yeah, so I want to see Big it. E versus Jackson Riker. Oh, I think they'll stay well clear of that one. Say that they were in the ring together, weren't they? Is Jackson Riker the one who is is on the outside and doesn't do much? Yeah. Or is he actually? Is that him? Yeah. Right, so he's not he's, actually he's, worse than man. He looks the part. He's, you know, shredded. He's scary-looking bastard. He just has to go and open his mouth online, doesn't he, and cock it all up. Uh, I, I feel bad for his tag partners, to be honest, because they're probably, you know, both. One of them's an ex-Marine. Another one, you know, hangs around with him. Um, I think they've, he's, he's really stitched them two up. I can see them becoming the a different tag team in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, they'll be swimming in Zack Ryder's pool in a few months. Anyway, right, that's it. Backlash, the greatest match ever. We'll be back next Monday to talk about the greatest match ever. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Tebs, we were meant to plug your podcast at the start of the show. Ah, don't worry about it. Sorry. Yeah, the mo- don't worry about it. Yeah, the Movie Chef podcast. Um, myself and a, um, an Irish an Irish fiend. Um, we get on on Sunday nights and we do a movie podcast. It's called The Movie Chef, at Pod Movie Chef Online. Um, anybody can give us a like, download, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, give us a listen, give you feedback if you're into movies and people talking shit about them. Yeah, so go and check that out. Danny, have you got anything you want to plug? Everton's, Everton's coming back. Are you excited? Um, I will feel happier if Liverpool don't win the league title at Goodison. However, given the um, given the, uh, the what's gone on these last couple of months, I think it's um, you know I'm just happy to have football back. Um, British, you know, British football, my team playing. I think uh, I think it's it, it, it's a step back to normality, isn't it? Yeah, I just feel sorry for the other team from Merseyside. Tramia, that what a horrible way to go oh. down. All that hard work to get up last season. I think I, I won't get into my opinion. I think it's bollocks, but that's what's been voted on. So, not point, not four points. They've been relegated by, and they yeah. Game. yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was told to me mate told um talking about the uh, upcoming uh, UFC fight. Uh, it was announced uh, Miocic versus Cormier. And uh, he's a Samia fan. Um, oh, I'm not sure. It's the, it, it was only announced yesterday. Um, but we um, we were talking about Tramia, and I said, I've got a mate who's a Preston fan who's absolutely furious that the uh, 
you know, he'd gone down in such a way. And he said the one good thing that it might create is a siege attitude. Yeah. Club. Um, so everyone's against us. All these clubs have voted, basically voted for us to go down. Um, and they come back next year with a vengeance for the, you know, a good team spirit. And, and I, you know, well, hopefully that's that, that's the way it's going to go. But as you know, Dandy, if you get stuck in a, in a right league, it, no, um, especially the, the the closeness of the teams in, in terms of quality between League One and League Two, it could be it could be awkward to get back up. Definitely, the amount of teams that you see go from League Two to League One and stay up that following season, there's not that much of a gap. So it will be hard. If you look at Oldham. Oldham went down six years ago, five years ago, whatever. They've not even come close to like getting back up. But how did you know I was angry about it? I, I didn't even know I'd ranted to anyone about it yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you ranted to take, uh, <laughs> on it uh, via text. What, yesterday? I can't remember. It was either yesterday. It happened yesterday, so yeah, it, it must have It been. just annoyed me. Neil sent me a video of Plymouth playing a video of, don't you know, pump it up. And the sat there <laughs> saying, like, they're going to edge four, like... It's just not right. Plymouth celebrating going up, haven't won promotion. I'm sorry, yeah, they were third, but North End were top in November. If we'd have got promoted in November, that'd have been bollocks too. And I would have said that I fucking yeah. took it like, but it would have been bollocks. <laughs> We've been top in November. There's other teams who the amount of teams, Tranmere, I remember, were once top of the league in about December and didn't even get the top six. So yeah, it's just a load of bollocks. But oh well, as Barry liked to say, fuck the EFL. Um, but yeah, so yeah, great way to end the backlash preview show. Um, fuck the EFL, fuck the EFL. We'll be back Monday. See you on Monday to talk about Edge versus Randy Orton. See you later, everyone. Goodbye. Bye bye.